0: It's his second time through, and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard! Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated?
1: You were recruited by the
0: Starling to defend you defend
2: you. the frontier against Zer and the Kodon Armada.
0: I love the power glove. It's so bad.
1: Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh?
0: Damage report. Guidance system out. is steering out. Defense. She won't answer the help. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, everyone. Hello. Okay, guys. So Overwatch has been released this big deal that I've been paying no attention to whatsoever. <laughs> huh. Uh, game from Blizzard. It's called, it's not called a class shooter, it's called a hero shooter. First person shooter. Looks a lot like Team Fortress class, or Team Fortress 2 I should say. Uh, and instead of classes, it has heroes. So Alex, do you know much about this?
2: Yeah, um, I've been following it pretty closely just because a lot of my friends are already incredibly emotionally invested in it. and Emotionally invested? Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's These hard- are
0: your internet friends, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. All of my friends are internet friends Ben like. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I think the distinction between like the hero first person shooter and the class first person shooter is um a little bit silly to clarify like the only reason you need to make the distinction is because in like a class first person shooter the character selection is so limited that there's only one individual to represent like each stereotypical class, right? So like for Team Fortress you have your tank character, your healing character, your sniping character, and that's right. it. Right, okay. Um, the reason the distinction is made for Overwatch is because the character list is huge. So there are typically two, three characters for every class.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. And when you pick a character, it's locked out, right? Nobody else can pick that character in a match?
2: No, um, you can have an entire team of a single character. Really? Yeah, it actually makes for really interesting uh, team dynamics because people, it's, been out in beta for a while now and the beta was essentially like a finished game they were just trying to like um get down their technical issues with servers and things like and that balance probably yeah exactly and do a little bit of balance but um what was i what oh, tangent was about to go on locked oh, out characters right locked out characters um it makes the composition interesting because um some people have actually opted to have entire like professional teams composed of like one character yeah and to just like maximize their abilities like there's a character that can uh project a shield, She operates like this huge mech robot. And um, there was an issue for a while there where the shield's radius was so large and so perfectly timed for um, deployment and like recharge that um, entire teams would compose just of this character. And they would basically make an impenetrable wall where they communicate over Ventrilo and say like, and mine is down now. And then somebody else would put theirs up so they could just progress through the entire level in like this turtled shell which is like that was fixed they made the shield smaller and they made the um deployment time and they adjusted like the uh recharge time so that's nice but you can definitely have multiples of one character on your team
1: leave it to the modern autistic gamers to fucking
0: exploit something like that, that <laughs> level obviously not everybody who does this is autistic but autism <laughs> and spreadsheet kitties have ruined motherfucking gaming multiplayer gaming <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah but actually you describing that shield bubble thing just now Uh, I had a game, one of my first games back in like 2002, 2003, which was, it was 2D top down, but it was a team-based shooter, kind of like Team Fortress. Um, And there were a lot of different classes. And one of the classes had like this shield ability where it covered four square tiles where the conjurer conjurer was a class would cast it. They would get into the shield. Like any allies in the shield could not be attacked. Mm -hmm. So then we had people chaining these shields in just the way you describe across the map. Until balance that a little differently. So, <laughs> um I appreciate people exploiting stuff like that. At the same time, I think it's really obnoxious. So. It is obnoxious. But they also
1: get upset when people like take that ability away too. Right? That, like, they're, not, they're, they're not trying y- to protest right. it. You're right. Sh- you're right. You're right.
0: You're right. That, they want That's what's obnoxious about it is, is that they, um it's the people doing it that are obnoxious, not necessarily the tactic. I guess because the <laughs> types of people who do that just make my fucking skin crawl.
1: 'Cause their reasoning is not like I'm gonna join this beta test and try to exploit shit so they can fix things. No, they wanna like get a leg up on everyone so they can find a winning strategy when it actually gets released. They
2: yeah. probably figure it's gonna be nerfed pretty quickly though. So for me it just seems like more of kind of like a trolling thing, like doing it for shits and giggles.
0: K D. Kill death ratio. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. Okay. Although all stats have been wiped because all of that was conducted in beta. Yeah. And uh, once the game actually launched, they just like eliminated all stats. Um, oh, yeah, that's they eliminated standard. like all collected skins, which had people really pissed off. People spent like all this time getting special character skins. And then when the actual game launched, they're just like, where are my fucking skins? But.
0: Well, maybe if they actually read the fucking conditions of joining a beta or had any familiar with what the term fucking beta meant, <laughs> uh, which a lot of players these days don't, they would understand that that was to be expected.
2: And it's like, you have to understand like why they want to do that because. They don't want to punish players for not participating in the beta, right? So, but people kind of already are being punished by it because um, the beta's been out for so long. People have gotten so damn good at this game because it's been out for months. And um, when the game finally launched, there's no ranked matches yet. Ranked matches aren't launching until next month, I believe. Yeah. So it's a free-for-all where all these people that have been playing the beta are just fucking steamrolling everyone who's just started and it ruins the game because there's no competition whatsoever i've seen so many like 100 of points go to this team kind mm. of games already um
0: two things one i don't like the word punished as it relates to games people always say oh this developer's just punishing me no punish is a, is a bad term uh you might say that the players who were not part of the beta may be at a disadvantage but they aren't being punished being punished implies that something's being actively done to them to wrong them.
2: Well, exactly. But I say punished because that's how it's perceived, right?
0: Okay. Well, people who perceive it as punished are fucking retarded. So let's get that <laughs> out of the way right now. Um, other thing is, is that, you know, this happens with most games nowadays where the beta comes out first and then, you know, the people who play betas get really good at it and then they then they join um, and play. The multiplayer games, and I guess maybe it's because with Blizzard, the beta was so big, so much bigger than typical games that that's more prevalent with the uneven teams and whatnot. Uh, But I'm surprised even their free-for-all matching wouldn't have some sort of built-in better team matching, I guess. Yeah,
2: from what I've heard. I haven't played yet because I personally like to wait until the ranked matches come out. it's just what you've
0: heard from your internet friends or whatever then I guarantee you it's 90% bullshit because everything that people don't like about games gets exaggerated big time when I complain about it on social media. Well, I
2: mean, I've been watching gameplay too. And it's not just social media. It's like this is like texting them and talking to them in person. Like yeah. We all got drinks a while ago. They're still primarily internet friends, but sometimes I do see people. Yeah. But um, it, no, it sounds like they're not being super heated about it. Like they are giving me valid criticisms of this game that they've been playing ah. for a long ass time. Gotcha. And um, I've watched a couple of live streams as well on Twitch and things like that. But honestly, it seems like a really solid game. And for all the nitpicking that people might do about it, it's just like, it's really good at what it does. It has a lot of polish and balance is actually pretty nice. Yeah. Also,
0: the one thing about multiplayer shooters in general is that it doesn't matter what your skill level is. Even if you're on the opposite side of a team, the other team is just destroying your team. You can still enjoy the game. It's not necessarily like you can't enjoy the game just because you're losing. Because winning isn't fucking mean anything at the end of the day.
2: Definitely. I think (laughs) the, the biggest gripe is just that like, you will get killed before you even know what's happening. Yeah, kind of thing, right?
0: Well, theoretically, if you are a first-time player in any first-person shooter these days online, that'll be your experience. Yeah. So
2: pretty yeah. much until you get bumped down to like baby class.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, you know, there always you have to accept that when you get one of these new games, there's going to be a learning curve, and you're going to get killed for a long time. So yeah. if you want to be competitive, or just competitive, meaning you want to be able to um, hit Play as hard as, as hard as you get hit online. Then you understand you can't just fucking just pick up a controller and do that. You need to put in some time, learn the game, learn the tactics, and then get better. So mm-hmm.
2: or at the very least, you must have like played related games from like the same genre and things like that. One yeah, of my friends but- is like she's never played a first-person shooter before. So Overwatch is her very first experience <clears throat> with first person shooters ever. And she's getting fucking wrecked all yeah. day, every day, every character she tries to play, but she's still having a good time with it. Because yeah. like the the game mechanics themselves are just supposed to be fun. Like, all the different characters have widely different abilities and widely different play styles. The maps are really colorful and some are huge and they have, like, really interesting bottlenecks built into them and stuff like that, so I'm looking forward to playing it.
0: I was debating debating buying it just so I can kind of see what it's like to factor in any any ideas that are kind of more mainstream now to my game that I'm working on, but I think I'm going to hold off. I, I mean, it looks, looks really good. Obviously, any Blizzard games can be super polished and nice, but... uh I'm not really that interested in it. How about you, Jared?
1: Um, no, I don't don't play first-person shooters that much, really.
2: I think that if you want to play a game that will kind of give you more ideas for the one that you're working on, because like Overwatch is basically just like Team Fortress. Yeah. Like there, you don't actually get skills. There's no MOBA aspects to it. Right. Give Battleborn a go.
0: See, I'm not necessarily looking for ideas. I'm looking to make sure that I'm not missing some big, uh, uh, kind of expected feature nowadays in, in modern games because there are some things that are kind of just expected um, in terms of the way people expect things to function and so that kind of becomes just a built in thing you kind of have to do in terms of design yeah you know, it could be something as simple as the way characters are selected you know just just basic things not necessarily copying gameplay but copying just the functions of things people right. expect so yeah I guess
1: you sense. are also uh, I mean you're doing a, a MOBA style game but you're also doing matches and stuff yeah like team matches yeah. too in that yeah. game so I guess that
0: okay well let's break into news from here off the top here alex will let you take this but basically all those rumors about the ps4 neo and all the like the next like ps4 like add-on that's going to improve the power well now microsoft has their own version of that so what's the story alex
2: um so a lot of people are saying that Microsoft is, like, intentionally leaking information about its upcoming consoles, they're rumored to be too, because they're just like, oh, shit, PlayStation Neo has been announced. We gotta go, go, go. So who knows how far along these things are actually in development. But um, the rumor is that there are going to be two new versions of the Xbox One. There's going to be a slim version, which is really small um, and still just as powerful, and there's going to be a Scorpio version, which is supposed to be incredibly powerful, like the most powerful console out there. So uh, that's what we're hearing.
0: It says it's going to be four times more powerful than the current Xbox One. We'll run at six teraflops, which is much more powerful than Sony's rumored PlayStation Neo upgrade, rumored to run at about four teraflops, which, great, I don't really give a shit about your teraflops. Show me the games.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, well, I don't even know what the fuck a teraflop is, so it doesn't matter. It sounds it's made up. up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we we PC game. I've never heard that term
0: in, in PC gaming. Fuck's a teraflop. <laughs> it's just a number mm-hmm. of computations per second and stuff. So, forty uh, percent smaller. Let's, let's start with the Xbox One Slim, which is not an official name, just what people are calling it because right. it's going to be forty percent smaller. And it's going to be cheaper and potentially come with a redesigned controller. Keep in mind, all this is rumors right now. Mm-hmm. That one sounds sensible at least. Yeah, it's cheaper, slimmer version of Xbox One, sure.
2: Heard it's going to have like 2 That's terabytes for on it.
0: Mid 2 terabyte hard
1: drive?
2: 2 terabyte hard drive.
0: what's well, well, what's the what's the terabyte hard drive for? Uh, the the lowest model comes with 500, but the most models now come with 1 terabyte. The base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: But um the big push is just that it's smaller, but it's supposed to be just as powerful.
0: They say it's going to be cheaper, but it sounds like it has better features, <laughs> like yeah. you know, being slimmer and higher bigger hard drive. How's that going to be cheaper? Or maybe let's make the existing console cheaper. Maybe they're
1: not going to produce the existing console anymore.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: I mean, they were, it's like with the PS2, they, yeah, well, they they replaced the Fats with the Slims.
0: And then they replaced the Slims with the weird Slims where you load it on the top that nobody liked. I
2: hated that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so that's supposed to be announced at E3.
2: Yeah, seems like the natural progression of things, though, you know? Yeah. Like, of course they were going to come out with additional versions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, so the S- Xbox Scorpio, the significance of this is, is that um, H- Microsoft's head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has for a while now been talking about how he sees a future in which game consoles um, don't have like a five year or seven year like generation cycle. They They still have a generation cycle, but during that cycle they're upgraded. Like they yeah. add to them with little add-ons to make them more powerful as, as they go along, which...
2: Or they have like the standard like commodity brand and the prestige brand for their consoles. I think
0: that consumers are going to reject it. That makes they, no fucking every, sense. Every time yeah. this has ever happened before, console consumers have rejected this model straight up. Regular Nintendo had an add-on. Um, had an add-on in Japan, which I think might have actually been the most successful add-on ever, the Famicom disk system, but uh, it never came to the US because it just wasn't economically viable and really didn't sell enough. Um, so they took the Famicom Disk System games and they just put in password saving for Interesting US. story about that. Uh, that was how the PlayStation 1 came about. No, that was Super Nintendo. Oh. Sony and Nintendo collaborated. They were oh, going to yeah. make the Super Nintendo. Super Famicom, that's right. They eventually <laughs> broke off and so what Sony was working on for the Super Nintendo eventually got factored in to become the PlayStation, but... N64 had an add-on thing, the 64DD. People talked about it for years and years and years and years. Never happened because, uh, or it might have happened in Japan, briefly. beats
2: me. I have never heard of this before.
0: It's just the market is not there. And then when they've actually released these things also, it just hasn't worked. Um, The N64, their 4 megabyte RAM expansion for the system was moderately successful. But again, it never really, really took off. Even near the end of the life cycle, um, the number of games that absolutely required it was not huge. Um, there were games that took advantage of it if you had it. Obviously, the Sega Genesis 32X, Sega CD, all that <laughs> shit that you could just buy and upgrade, expand, that all failed. Play new State,
2: 3DS hasn't been doing too well. You new th- wise, yeah, new, it?
0: well, <laughs> new 3DS, there's two fucking games. Yeah. There's two games that use it. Uh, there's one game that requires it, or two games that require it and there's a couple games you might be able to like use the stick to look around like Majora's Mask. Yeah, you can... slightly
2: like adjusted settings. Yeah,
0: it's fucking stupid. Yeah, so that hasn't really been received well because again, um, if you already own a 3DS...
2: What's the fucking point?
0: Right. So basically, in order to want to upgrade, you're going to need at least one game that you really want, if mm-hmm. not just several games that you want. Um, so again, if Sony does this and, X- and Microsoft do this with their... Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, all the people who release these big ass, big name games, they're not going to make them exclusive to one or the other.
2: Oh no, that'd they, they, be
0: stupid. They, they still make motherfucking Call of Duty games for 360 and PS3, like the latest Call of Duty. I think was the last one that was going to be on um, PS3 and Xbox 360. But the reason they make them is because they make money, <laughs> and they'd be losing money to not make it for the lesser uh, console. Yeah. If anything,
2: developers are just going to appeal to like. The more basic of the two, right? So you're gonna have like this brand new console and everything is still running at the same quality <laughs> yeah. as like a regular yeah. Xbox the, the One. Is,
0: the people who are concerned about having the best, most high quality graphics, most high resolution graphics out there already have a fucking platform. It's called the PC. Yep. The console gamers specifically buy consoles to avoid that kind of bullshit. I buy a console knowing that i got, you know, four or five years where this console will be supported. I don't have to worry about shit. I don't have to worry about upgrading it. I don't have to worry about anything it'll come out with decent games and maybe the graphics won't look as good as it could on PC, but I don't give a shit. I don't care about that to the level that other people do. People who care about that buy a PC or use their PC for gaming. Everybody owns a PC, I assume. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, third-party devs are going to have no shits given for uh, any sort of new system.
0: Every console generation, there's talk about this, this is the console generation where things change and things are going to... We're not going to have regular console generations anymore. Actually, I've been saying that since the very fucking beginning. It's yeah. never changed. It's never going to change because the people who want to buy consoles buy them for a very specific reason. So, yeah. that's my fucking rant. <laughs> Smaller form factor system upgrades they always do now, two or three years in. Don't bother me. That's just baked in it doesn't affect me because Mm -hmm. uh it's not going to split up the fucking games into two tiers. yeah um it sounds like sony and microsoft from all these rumors and we're going to find out e3 in a couple weeks but sony and microsoft are dead set on doing this upgrade thing for consoles mid-cycle and i think it's going to fucking fail because again this has happened before and console gamers don't want this and game developers are not going to develop specifically for it unless they're paid to <laughs> cuz game developers at the end of the day they make games to make money and you're not going to make money selling a game that's exclusive to an upgrade that only fucking 15% of the Xbox One consumer base owns so uh i think it's all a huge misstep uh and that's, It'll be confusing too. There'll be like multiple versions of the
1: same games probably coming out too. Like, oh, this is for the Scorpio and this one's for the original. Well, the, what
0: they'll probably do is say, hey, listen, it's optimized for the Scorpio, uh, but you can play it on the regular Xbox One. Yeah. So, really, if you want to buy a Scorpio, you buy it because you want to see the game run in 4K. Who bought Xbox One for the graphics, by the way? People Nobody. who are really like console gamers who are really obsessed with graphics bought a PS4 because it was more powerful. Like, there's like no dispute that the PS4 is more powerful. And most people. Don't give a shit. Like me, I bought an Xbox One. But the people who did already bought a PS4. So... It's
1: all about the titles and stuff. That's all people really care about
0: is the games. Yeah. So. All comes back, every fucking console generation, they, they have the, all of these crazy ideas, crazy controllers, crazy VR bullshit, crazy upgrades. It all comes back to which console had the <laughs> best games, the best third-party selection and the best exclusives. And that's who wins the console wars every single generation since the beginning of when all this started console devs just need to you know calm their
1: shit down a little bit just realize that they're not the ones who are really paving the way for you know advancement oh they always want to be
2: though (laughs) like they have to have something glowing to put on their resume like something shitty to like go tell the press about like this is going to be the best thing ever like
0: a good example is people point to well the 3ds was successful no the 3ds was successful in spite of the 3d
2: yeah (laughs) the
0: 3D didn't sell games the 3DS was accessible because that's that was the latest most powerful handheld um, people just wanted to play the new Pokemon yeah
2: Yeah. they had a decent (laughs) array of games for it and that's it
0: yeah so um, and the PS Vita failed and the PSP failed because Sony made a lot of stupid decisions and it was cost prohibitive to people who want to buy handhelds, mm-hmm.
2: and so, even though it was way more powerful, like that, the PS Vita, I think, is a great example of how like power doesn't determine how popular it is.
0: Exactly, right. Or, like it was
2: widely successful in Japan, but didn't translate well to other countries at all.
0: You're right, because people don't care about power as much as they care about the selection of games, and also how much it friggin' costs. How yeah. much it costs matters. Um, you know, not everybody has an unlimited budget. Uh, I think the average video game consumer buys like one or two new games a year. Uh, so, you know, we talk about all these big games, all these games that are coming out. Most people don't buy, you know, even 20% of all the games that get talked about as being must have games. So, okay, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, want to move on to the next thing, Alex.
2: Sure. Um, so, early reviews of the Warcraft movie, which is releasing June 10th, um, have started to trickle in and they're pretty mixed.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of like Hollywood Reporter and variety reviews, which were kind of negative, but that's kind of to be expected with this sort of movie. Like comic book movies and sci fi movies usually don't fare too well with them.
2: Yeah. Well, comic book movies are having wider appeal, but it's still like a video game movie. That's still a very untapped kind of genre. So,
0: but even there was a guy who wrote a review for Kotaku who actually seemed like a really shitty reviewer to me. Yeah. Um, No, the
2: article itself was pretty. Pretty weak. Um, Pretty thought,
0: limp. He thought the movie should have embraced the more goofy aspects of the Warcraft universe rather than making it dark and gritty. I think that's fucking stupid which is, of him. Like that's like least favorite. Fu- <laughs> like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um,
2: like um, <laughs> he was talking about like I wanted to see the sheep spell or something like that. Like where's the Warcraft that I know? Sheep spell. You should be able like to like click on somebody until they explode. I'm like this guy's a fucking idiot. I just
0: never associated Warcraft with the goofy shit. Like me either. I, I know it's there, but it, as to me the story. Um, of the orcs and humans and especially Warcraft 3 the the core story there of Arthas and the undead and blah 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 was all it wasn't like it wasn't super serious but it was serious
2: it had very serious moments when Arthas killed a fucking village of innocent people yeah that right? Means, like, you're
0: right and those are the moments to me I think about when I think about Warcraft
2: for me like the goofy shit in the like Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 it was just like kind of easter eggy like player amusement kind of stuff it wasn't yeah. like a core part of the game and yeah. for World of Warcraft there's like a little bit more goofy flavor to it but again those are like those are like quirky quests yeah they're not like the main storyline right
0: and actually I don't really care for how quirky a lot of quests have become yeah in later expansions <laughs> um Yeah, so when I hear people bash a movie nowadays because they say it's too dark and gritty, uh, that usually tells me that I don't really see eye to eye with that reviewer. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of bashing because it takes itself too seriously, but I'm glad it takes itself seriously. Maybe they'll give it, you know, the kind of uh, treatment it deserves then. Because it's when the producers and directors don't understand the source material and almost you know, don't take it seriously enough that they run into problems. Usually Mm -hmm. um, with video game movies, especially basically the same sort of reviews that Batman versus Superman got. I was just thinking that actually, when you talk about the dark and gritty thing, people like too dark and gritty, blah, blah, blah. No, actually it was fine. (laughs) It's just just that particular take on the movie.
2: It's just about whether you do it well, because nobody was bitching about how dark and gritty the dark Knight returns or anything was right. Right. Christian Bale, Batman did just fine.
0: Um, this is all largely irrelevant because it's releasing June 10th. So people are gonna be able to go see it for themselves. Very, very soon. Yeah. Um, and th- and my opinion is I'm not really invested in this movie. Like, I'm going to go probably see it, but the trailer really didn't thrill me. So I'm making fun of critics who are criticizing it from the perspective of somebody who doesn't even think it looks that good. So yeah. <laughs> it's, Same. Just, it's just, you know, the dark and gritty thing just doesn't really move me when I hear it. So um, one thing we just skipped a line there. The other piece of news is the No Man's Sky news. Oh, yeah. It's been delayed until August. Originally, I was researching this story and they're like, oh, well, there's rumors it's going to be delayed and blah, blah, blah. And finally, uh, yesterday, it was announced it was delayed.
2: Was it originally slated for like early July? No,
0: it was was originally slated for June 21st. Mm. And the lead developer, Sean Murray, wrote a post on the PlayStation blog and he announced the delay. He said, basically... As we approached our final deadlines, we realized that some key moments needed extra polish to bring them up to our standards. I've had to make the tough choice to delay the game for a few weeks to allow us to deliver something special. And so, it is what it is. Game got delayed. And the original rumors about the delay said, well, um, GameStop employees who have, been given, who have received marketing materials with the yeah. June 21st release date on them actually have been told to cover them up with coming soon stickers. So, I mean, everything was out there. This, I mean, delaying it at this point is actually... Um, a big deal because because it was all just set in stone as we released June 21st. Yeah. So I don't know what the reason is behind the uh, delay, whether it is truly like a polished thing they need to do. It's got to be
2: some- something critical if they have all that print material out, right?
0: You would think, especially because, I mean, the guys, these are kind of indie developers, they're obviously not the ones bankrolling it. Yeah. They don't necessarily have that power unless it were something where the investors are actually listening to them. Yeah. Um, so they or- would have to
2: come to some come to them with something huge yeah
0: either the people who are financing this respect the developers and say okay we understand we want to make a good first impression or um it's something really big was wrong and they had to delay it so but um delays happen it's the nature of the game
2: and it's meh
0: yep the like- only
2: reason i'm bummed out about it is because now i can't really play it before i leave for like five <clears> months <throat> but that's it otherwise i don't give a shit
0: yeah okay there's one more piece of news here alex what do you got
2: Um, Just a really quick, tiny little kind of fluff piece. Um, A new, like, very kind of classic-toned JRPG is coming out uh, next month. It's called I Am Setsuna. It's debut by a new um, video game developer, Tokyo RPG Factory, and it's published by Square Enix. And um, the English uh, trailer just released, like, this week. Yeah. And it actually looks like a really solid game. It's very much so like Bravely Default where they took everything about like classic JRPGs that people liked and they're like, we'll just make a new game that is all of that. Which does mean that it seems to include a lot of like really big cliches. Like one of the main characters is this girl who's like on this quest to sacrifice her life to save the world basically. (laughs) And yeah, naturally. She's quiet
0: and she's virtuous and
2: selfless. 100%. And like (laughs) if she is a healer, that would really just She'll like... be a
0: healer for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, or maybe maybe a summoner. Sometimes sometimes summoner.
2: <laughs> All of that business aside, um it looks really pretty. Like it's um if you go and like watch the game tra- gameplay trailer, it just seems like a very polished, balanced version of like everything that you tend to like about JRPGs.
0: I see a lot of like indie JRPGs released on Steam and this never look appealing to me. Mhm. I don't know. Well, the lion's share of them are uh, RPG maker games. Are they? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, maybe that's why they don't look appealing to me.
2: (laughs) It's the art assets really ruin it for me personally. Like I don't doubt that it has like okay gameplay because it's a fucking RPG. Like how wrong can you go? Right. But all of like the repeat enemies and the shitty character portraits and stuff like that kind of ruin it.
0: Yeah. To me, it's just, it just looks like, oh, this looks like generic as fuck. Like there's literally like just generic JRPG games out there that just, the best description is generic jrpg and like i don't know how else to say you know how much (laughs) i think that's actually a title of one of them probably (laughs) you always get the fucking like hipster developer who does the ironic title
2: yeah and Um,
0: sells
1: it for like 90 cents yeah they're not not about making money man
2: it's about a gimmick about the art you buy it for your friend as a joke right yeah yeah (laughs) I am Setsuna is coming to Steam.
0: And it's published by Square Enix, which is interesting. Yeah. So I'll add that to my watch list to see if it's any good. Don't let me down, Alex. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's uh, do our top three list of the week. Gamers
2: must die. Top three list of the week.
0: Gamers must die.
2: Top three list of
0: the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. Okay, this is uh it's the top three so-called must-play games that you've never played. And this one is
2: actually somewhat easy for me to come up with. Yeah,
0: this is pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Contrary
2: to all of our other lists.
0: From any generation. Um I kind of focused on console games, that's you know my big thing, but Any generation, must play game, and we're talking about like, you know, hype by the media, Mm -hmm. must play type game, gaming media. Um, So, this is going to be very easy for all of us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Who wants to go first? Volunteers?
2: Sure.
1: Jared. All right. All right. Um, Well, first of all, I've never played a Halo game, really. That
0: is a pretty Mm -hmm. big one. You've
1: played Halo. You've Mm -hmm. played enough to say that you've played it. I mean, playing like Halo 2, maybe for like 10 minutes, multiplayer. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different... You're right. You haven't played Halo. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've certainly never played a single player game of Halo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No campaign, which is like the biggie of Halo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, I think my, my cousin made me play Halo with him for, like, 10 minutes or something, like I said. You've the, never played, played Halo. In the Xbox yeah. generation, I was like, this game's fucking stupid, and I just dropped the controller and left. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, like, making it up. That's probably literally what he did. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Halo games, too, and they're all pretty popular shooters, I guess. But, uh, oh, I like Halo. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I uh,
0: my, my big ones that I liked, I liked Halo 1, Halo 2... And Halo Reach um, were my the ones that I liked the most.
2: For me, it was one, three, and Reach.
0: One, three, and Reach. Yep. Um, I never really played three, so that's why. I, I mean, I didn't wasn't like I avoided playing it. I just happened to never play it. So I
1: don't really like the futuristic setting all that all that much. I like
0: more classic guns. The reason why, and I agree with you, generally futuristic setting for me is kind of a no go in terms of both single player and multiplayer games for shooters. But um, Halo was different because it was uh, not over the top. Like there wasn't like a billion guns that, you know, did all these sorts of crazy things. Like it was a very, at its core, it was a very simple, balanced shooter uh, that didn't just do a bunch of stupid shit just to make it look futuristic and cool, I guess.
2: Yeah, and for me, it was like far enough removed into the future to make it, to give it like the kind of fantasy appeal, right? Which is why I enjoyed it.
0: And, and just the setting, just you know, just, just the creative idea behind it, these like Halo ring things and, you know, all that. I anyway. actually really
2: like the extended material, too. So, like, as far as, like, writing for first-person shooter goes, Halo is my favorite. Yeah.
0: Okay, Jerry. what's your next?
1: Uh, Next up, I'm going to go for Assassin's Creed, because I see that, you know, I see commercials for those yeah. games all the there goddamn are so time. so goddamn many. Yeah.
0: Never played one of them, ever. <laughs> um, I bet, actually, you would like Assassin's Creed. I bet, I think it's your kind of game.
1: I don't know. I don't like running around rooftops and climbing shit
0: all that well
2: assassin's creed is actually on my list too for the exact same reason i've just never been a fan of like the third person parkour kind of thing so you've you've
0: never played assassin's creed no wow i played
2: (laughs) i should say i played like all of 10 minutes of the second one yeah when they first introduced Ezio.
1: wow i've watched you play a lot of games in that sort of genre sort of wall jumping
0: and like
2: prototype infamous kind of thing
0: yeah yeah um assassin's creed well number one the first game was like kind of the first of its kind but it's almost like a tech demo in that you know it wasn't a very meaty game but it it was good but it wasn't but assassin's creed 2 was and still is the best that's ever been made in the series um from both the story perspective and gameplay, just the balance they hit. Yeah. Um. But now it's become the series where they release it once a year. Um. They release some version of Assassin's Creed. It
2: seems like they're just, just kind of like pooping it out. They are. Like nobody really cares, but fans of the series buy it nonetheless because they're just like, I am a fan of the series. Yeah. Like,
0: Do you um, still play the new ones? I have had Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is um not, it's one of the newer ones.
2: Uh, it's like, Two years old? Yeah. Black but, Flag actually looked like pretty fun just because of the ship shit. My
0: brother my brother swore that it was the best one yet. So I still <laughs> need to play it. And um but sitting there unwrapped, I actually I've been debating getting into it recently. Uh but no, uh, Assassin's Creed three, which was touted as being just amazing um and got really good reviews and shit, was total shit. Like it was a step backwards from Assassin's Creed 2. And so um it really turned me off the series and This is an interesting
1: segment because you're coming up with a list and then other people are talking about the games because they've played them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say about Assassin's Creed I've never played it. Um, I would bet you, Jared, from what I've heard of Black Flag and just knowing you, that it would be your kind of game Um, from the ship battles and trading stuff to the killing people with knives. I do like to kill people with knives. Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's my, that's my like, thing in Skyrim.
2: Blake got Black Flag and a good and like two-thirds of all of his gameplay was just, like, the ships. Yeah. Like, yeah. he actually did not really play it as an Assassin's Creed game because he just donked around at the ships, and there was even, like, a phone, like, commerce app yep. that you could get for it, and he, like, played with that. So as far as Assassin's Creed games go, that is what I might be most inclined to play just because it's so far removed from its genre. But- right.
0: Right. It's kind of funny because the ship thing started with Assassin's Creed 3. It was, it was kind of a sub-game within the game, and it was the best part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's why they came out with Black Flag Next, which was, which emphasized the ship thing heavily. Yeah. Um, all right, Jared, what's your third game? Uh, Minecraft. I never played Minecraft. You seriously have never played
1: Minecraft? Never played Minecraft. I've seen enough Let's I th- Play. I swear to
0: God. I thought, I, I thought you were on our server, but maybe I'm just thinking of my brother.
1: Yeah. You mix this up all the
0: time.
2: I've played a wee bit, so it doesn't really make my list, but I was <coughs> never big into it.
1: Wow. It's it's super unappealing to me. Every time I see someone play it, it's like, man, I could dig around this little fucking voxel free open world game if I wanted to, I guess, but I don't really want to,
0: so <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna look this up real quick because you guys mentioned this right before the um, podcast. Oh, there we go. So um one thing one of the things I talked about last podcast the podcast before I said I think it was last podcast I said um, I was really hoping for some sort of word of Dragon Quest builders yeah because apparently it's like like Minecraft but better gotten rave reviews in Japan and there's has not yet been an an announcement for a US release all of a sudden you guys are right it's uh, coming out coming stateside it says let's see uh, in the fall so it's coming stateside in the fall. That's Dragon Quest Builders, which is kind of like Minecraft. We kind of set in like a Dragon Quest like universe, which frankly, the two fit together really well. This is going to be a system seller for me. I will buy a PS4 to play this game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can really see myself playing and getting into that one as opposed to Minecraft. Yeah, because it's like a really big deterring factor of Minecraft is even though I really like the exploration idea because I like that in every game that I play. Um, just no enemy versatility. There's only one boss in the entire game, right? Because there's, if you actually play like Minecraft as a single player game and not to just build shit, um, there's one boss you like fight a dragon or something like that, and that's it. Oh, like
0: you have to build like the portal to the Nether world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
2: So, Dragon Quest should be much more appealing.
0: Yeah, Dragon Quest, Jared. I guarantee it. You're gonna love playing this game over my place. I'm not buying a PS4. I'm not saying that. (laughs) I'm saying that when you come over my place and I'm dinking around, like working on my computer, you'll be playing this game a lot. I Mm -hmm. guarantee it.
1: Well, we'll see. There's also a chance the localization will piss me off.
0: Yeah, I think you'll live. Alex, what's your list?
2: Okay. um, Assassin's Creed was on it, but it was really easy for me to think of four, so we're just going to ignore that one. Um, This one, I get a lot of flack for. I have not played Half-Life.
0: Are you talking about the original Half-Life, the sequel, or both?
2: Both. Really? I have not played either. Because I was trying to focus on not just individual games that I haven't played, but like entire series that I haven't really played.
0: Yeah. Um, back before Half-Life 2 came out, uh, people were like, oh man, original Half-Life so fucking, it was a game changer, just changed the yeah. industry, blah, blah, blah. So I bought it. And uh, so it's, you know, it's a decent game and <laughs> maybe it changed the industry, but the industry of first person shooters on PC anyway, before Half-Life was pure shit. Mm-hmm. Every goddamn first-person shooter was shit on PC. What was that game we played in high school a lot on PC? Yeah, a shooter. Mm-hmm. Like multiplayer, like mm-hmm. Counter Strike or something. Oh, Counter Strike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was based on the Half Life, and that was yeah, a mod. that was made
2: with Gary's mod. It was
0: a mod for Half Life, oh. and then it became its own thing, and now it's a huge, obviously. But
2: see, like the issue with me in Half Life is that I look back on it and I don't think it's aged as well as a lot of people that grew up with it say it has so oh it has
0: not aged well so
2: there's this big disconnect because like when half-life originally came out i was very tiny and i didn't have any interest in those kinds of games i was just playing straight up jrpgs all day every day and like fucking colorful nintendo shit right because i was you know six a baby (laughs) and uh, so of course i'm not gonna go through like fucking ravenholm by myself and a lot of people like ended up stepping back to it a lot of people my age ended up playing it when they were like 13 and I just never fucking did so yeah. now I am kind of interested in that genre and that story but I just have no interest in playing the game because the gameplay would be old and the story might be old at this point and the graphics look old I, th- so. I think
0: maybe part of the reason it was so well received was kind of the story mm-hmm. and how how the story was woven in um, but yeah it doesn't hold up very well even at the time though I played it you know fairly within a few years of it being released and uh, I've probably tried playthroughs of the game like three different times, like fresh playthroughs. And I always get to the same point ish about 75% of the way through the game. And I'm like, ah, I'm bored of shit. And even Half Life 2, which I enjoyed, it wasn't one of those games where I was like dying to keep playing it. You know, I, yeah. was, I was playing it because, yeah, it's, it's a good game, but it wasn't like mind blowingly good. Um, and I had to play it. So I, I understand the appeal of Half Life, I understand the, especially from the narrative standpoint. Um, what it helped do for first person shooters and I understand that everything that came before Half-Life on PC was shit Yeah, okay. so it was Duke Nukem game. was not shit <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's really I think why it's so hyped yeah but the game itself objectively taken apart from you know the time in which it was released and the conditions in which it was released not that great of a game mm. speaking of Duke Nukem though they should make a new one that'd be so cool they already
2: did a new Nutshit one
0: like recently yeah yeah
2: I made one with 360 and it blew.
0: Oh, man. It was not surprisingly a piece of shit. <laughs> real Duke Nukem, people who aren't babies, understand that Real Duke Nukem is a 2D game. Yeah. Just gonna throw that out there.
2: I was working in GameStop when the new Duke Nukem came out, and we had so many pre-orders, and it was such a huge deal. And then almost the next day, people came in just fucking furious about it and i had to deal with so many really like, attempted duke nukem returns you know what
0: it was so funny about that is that it was so obviously terrible so obviously terrible I like people must just read internet hype and just eat up every single bit of it because they're fucking stupid
2: we're just so excited <laughs> why did
0: you buy this game and why are you expecting a refund for it
2: <laughs> yeah no i thought it was gonna be a piece of shit too and so when people are talking about it, I just had to kind of keep my opinion to myself because my manager obviously didn't want me to stop sales. With Queen, yeah, yeah. But um, kind of related. Good to see that Doom is doing so well. The new Doom game.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things about it. It looks like it's kind of a callback to the classic era of, you know, Doom and all that.
2: It's just bright and ridiculous and...
0: Just ridiculous. Yeah. And not really my kind of game, but I'll probably rent it to try it out.
2: Yeah. Um. Anyways, number two... Um, I have never really played a GTA game.
0: Uh, I played
2: like all like, okay, I played perhaps like 30 minutes of San Andreas or something every so often I would just like dink around in GTA, yeah. but it became incredibly unappealing to me after like 40 minutes max, because it just felt like so much of the same. I really don't like third person perspective in games yeah. much of the time. So it was just so meh, but it seems like everyone has clocked so many hours into well, GTA. There
0: are different categories of people who play GTA. Um, people who play GTA because they bought it and people who play GTA because somebody else bought it and they happen to play it um, <laughs> because those people end up dinking around for an hour or two every time they play it, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, this game's just, this is what the game is. It's repetitive and blah, 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 blah. Um, really, single player or, or the the story and the missions in GTA actually are usually all pretty fun. And if you start from the bottom, from the beginning, and you, you work your way up to earning all these weapons and nice cars and blah, 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 it's actually really fun. And um, But I can also understand the perspective of people who haven't done that, who just play it, you know, just play and just dink around in the open world and stuff, which I do too but um people just dink around the open world it might seem like okay well i've kind of experienced what this game is
2: for me it's just like i knew that there was the aspect where like you work harder and you like unlock penthouses and get the nicer weapons the nicer cars and shit like that but even that just didn't really strike me as unappealing in this particular genre yeah. because it felt like much the same thing it's like when uh, we were talking about terraria for some reason i can do the same exact thing in terraria and get like the new weapons and whatever, and yeah. it's amusing to me. But I can't do that in GTA. It's not amusing to me.
0: Um, again, I think that the appeal of the of the missions and stuff are that the missions themselves are actually fun, and the characters are really good. Usually, I get this one, the writing is pretty good. The, the writing is usually very good, especially in Grand Theft Auto Five. The writing was very good. Um, Four, not so much. But,
2: but yeah, GTA. Last one um, might hurt your guys' feelings. I've never played Chrono Trigger.
0: Hmm. Doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not hurt. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I, sometimes I forget that you're a reasonable individual. So, <laughs> me telling you a game that you love I have not played doesn't immediately make your head explode. No, I mean, I'd recommend you
0: play it at some point, maybe. I probably should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: it's pretty good. <laughs> There's
1: no yeah. good reason not to.
2: I get a lot of shit for that one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's, it's the pillar of the JRPG community. Really you haven't played it. It's
0: really not. Anybody who actually likes JRPGs. Um, who like really likes JRPGs would not tell you that Chrono Trigger is the pillar. Dragon Warrior three and four are both better games. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like Dragon Warrior games. I like the Secret of Mana and like Legend of Mana games. I liked some Final Fantasy. I just never played. Like I didn't have access to a lot of the more kind of like obscure one-off JRPGs yeah. growing up, so I just didn't get them. Like,
0: if you want the like kind of pinnacle of JRPGs, the pinnacle I think that is fairly well-known, but hasn't been played widely would be something like, um, lunar silver star story for PlayStation. That's kind of like the pillar of gameplay and story and all that in terms of JRPGs. Like if you were to show somebody, here's the ideal JRPG. that's what you would show them. I think that Chrono Trigger was a very interesting game. Um, very good game, but in no way is it like the G that, that by which all of those should be com- uh, compared.
1: Combat's right. not nearly, uh,
0: interesting enough no to, combat's not very deep at all no it's pretty shallow actually yeah yeah um okay i'll do my list very quickly uh speaking of jrpgs my list i've never played final fantasy 7 which we've talked about before in this podcast yeah you no.
1: son of a bitch
0: <laughs> fucking this looks horrible
2: a million heads exploding <laughs> yeah.
0: it looks horrible at the time looks horrible to me now and the remake looks horrible and every fucking character looks fucking stupid fucking i just can't even uh handle Thinking about playing Final Fantasy VII. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, made
0: you watch the movie that one time. That was terrible. It was such a horrible movie.
2: It was not a good movie, but I've oh seen it a lot. God, it
0: was so horrible.
2: The <laughs> only thing still own it on DVD. The only
0: thing good that came out of Final Fantasy 7 is the music, and even that I can't enjoy because all these little retards, when they hear the music, they get all like emotional and. Sephiroth is not Sephiroth. a deep Sephiroth. character.
1: Sephiroth. Sephiroth. <laughs> Sephiroth. Yeah, he's actually the most shallow villain in any game I've ever played. I've heard you say
0: that before, and I believe you. <laughs> it was fucking terrible in the movie. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, <clears throat> another other big game I haven't played. Um, I played Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, for all of 30 minutes on the PS2.
2: I think I have the same relationship with Metal Gear. The fuck?
0: It's not that fun. The controls really fucking suck, and the gameplay was fucking clunky as shit. It was stealth in an era when stealth was not done well, and it was not done well in Metal Gear Solid, uh, or 2, or 3, and it's just clunky and shitty, and I didn't like it.
2: I've just never been a big fan of stealth games either. Like third person, like the third parkour games, yep. not a fan. Stealth games, not a fan. I never played Metal Gear really or Splinter Cell or like any of those. So. <clears throat> Splinter
0: Cell was good. Splinter Cell actually very good. Um, also, story. The, the story and stuff in Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, like from what I saw when I was playing it and then what I read on like wikis later, like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like this weird Japanese bullshit story. Hideo Kojima, for as good of a game designer as people say he is, uh, he's also kind of behind the story, from what I understand. Yeah. And stupid fucking storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, last game, I have two to choose from. I'll choose the one that I actually probably want to play at some point. Is Silent Hill. I haven't played the Silent Hill games. Any of them? None. And so. They're good games. Yeah. Uh, I've heard. I, I mean, they look cool. I really, really, really liked that the first Silent Hill movie. I haven't seen the second one. I've heard mm-hmm. it's bad. Oh, it's
2: really bad. Please um, don't watch it. The John mo- <laughs> Snow's in it though
0: is he yeah (laughs) Mm. first silent uh, silent hill games though look good and they look interesting and unique um do the characters control like a tank like in the original resident evils no okay third person regular third person game yeah yeah that's good
2: um like just third person survival kind of game yeah but remember, remember like
0: resident evil a lot of them even more of the modern ones you play like a fucking tank
2: yeah or like there are a lot of like um, rail scenes stuff yeah like that. just
0: terrible the only Resident Evil I ever enjoyed was number four with the uh, Wii controls because mm-hmm. it got to let me like not do re- regular Resident Evil controls which are fucking horrible as I just stated several times <laughs> um, it got me to you know actually play the game which is yeah it was a good game
2: uh, Silent Hill is incredibly different from Resident Evil
0: it's smart and it's um, uh, atmospheric
2: it's smart and spooky yeah like it's genuinely a very scary game series that's the impression I get i um if you were to get into them, I would do some like careful cherry picking as to which one you enter with. Yeah. Because some of them are actually shit. Like it's not a one hundred percent through and oh, through it, yeah. series. Like um one of the more recent ones, downpour. Absolute piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> not scary at all. Um and I thought it would be extra scary because the setting is actually a lot like Washington. So mm-hmm. I thought it would kind of strike home because it's kind of like this old, like Cedar foresty setting, and it's just like constantly like drizzling and overcast and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that will sounds like Alan to me. Wake. Yeah, but it was just uh, it was really lame. Um, if I do get into Silent Hill. I would do like two, four, and like maybe Homecoming if you want to play a good more modern version.
0: All right, I'll keep that in mind because at some point that's on my to do list to play Silent Hill. So two, four, and Homecoming.
2: Mm-hmm. Three is pretty good too. <clears> but- I think skippable.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's it for what you've been playing. Oh no. That's it for our top three list. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up with a quick edition of what you've been playing, bro. What
2: you've been playing, bro. What you've been playing, bro.
1: What you've been playing, bro. What you've
2: been playing, bro. Okay,
0: so I played through XCOM 2 and I really enjoyed it but I'll, I'll wait till next week to talk about that because um,
2: you want to talk about it in depth
0: I want to talk about it in depth um, but what Jared and I can talk about is that uh, we had an evening that we're just going to hang out and do stuff so we decided to rent uh, Star Wars Battlefront finally try yep. that game mm-hmm. and uh, it was alright <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about how like we were hyped for it then it got really bad reviews or it was really bad kind of response and then we kind of like, oh, well, maybe it won't be good. We played it. It was fine. There was a lot of things like missing. solid rental? Solid rental. Um, yeah. I actually, I bought it after we rented it because um, I found it for 17 bucks. Oh, wow. So I figured it'll be a good game to play when Jared's over. Yeah. So <laughs> if we have to take turns, it's kind of bullshit. Well, I bought it so we could do the dual console thing
1: oh okay yeah
0: you know i wouldn't have recommended anybody buy it at 60 bucks the 17 bucks you know if you like the originals it's not
2: a full game you can't like squeeze a billion hours out of it but it's a solid multiplayer shooter
0: yeah yeah and uh it it feels like it feels like playing the original battlefront games in terms of the controls and gameplay feels very similar yeah pretty much the the maps are well done uh, there's no, like, map that really sticks with me like the originals. Um, they're bigger maps. They're made for bigger team games, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I really... they it's, like,
2: artificially <clears throat> bigger, though, because nobody actually plays in most of the map.
0: Well, the map, it kind of shifts. So what, what you're doing at a particular time only takes place on a small portion of this larger map. Mm-hmm. So really, the fact that the maps are big, it's not like everybody's, like, scattered across this huge map all the time. Really, you're isolated to smaller small portions of it right. as the... Map progresses, so whether it's as you push forward and capture enemy points, or just some maps are like there's two ATATs walking, and the Imperials have to defend the ATs as they walk to their destination to destroy the shield generator. The rebels have to stop them, mm-hmm. and so the places you're fighting on the map actually move. Um, but yeah, solid game.
1: it misses the, the whole like fun you have with the old games with doing comp stomps.:
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's no way to do a comp stomp. There's no comp stomps at all. I know. mean, there's there's a survival mode, but it's not like classic comp stomp with classic battle. Like, that's what Jared and I would have played a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: wanted just like a regular point capture. like Yeah, the original
0: point capture mode and um, like a galactic conquest mode where you're, you know, some yeah. sort of like single player something. Yeah. I feel like they might add <clears throat> something like that later on, though. Well, the fact that they've already announced Battlefront 2 says a lot. So they already like, have. We give up. Well, I mean, they still have a release schedule for three more DLC expansions, and they've added some stuff apparently to the game since the release to really flesh it out, but I think that if those people who are wanting kind of a single-player experience or more of a couch-based split-screen experience, Might have to wait. should probably wait for the second one because it's really just not there with this one. So. Yeah. All right, Alex, you got something you've been playing?
2: Yeah. Um, so I put a couple of hours into the Game of Thrones Telltale game.
0: Okay. This has been out for a while, right?
2: It's been out for a long time, and it's just been sitting in my Steam library. And um, to put it in perspective, a little bit, I haven't been playing games because I've just been like fucking like tanking through school, um, and I have been like watching Star Trek in the background of whatever I'm doing. So Star Trek, I'm,
0: like original Star Trek,
2: Star Trek: Next Generation and Enterprise. Nice. Um, and it's been really fun. But I had this point yesterday. I'd been like studying for like ten hours, and I wanted to sit down and watch something but I was so fucking sick of watching television shows. So I decided to put on Telltale Game to kind of just like zone out for a couple hours. But anyway, I started playing Game of Thrones and um, I'm not liking it so far. Really? Really. Like, I don't know who has done the writing for it, but it's it's bad.
0: Oh, it's like typical Telltale writers?
2: It's like, I liked the writing from liked is a strong word yeah right, right. the writing for walking dead was possible <laughs> i understand yeah wolf among us was like the entire appeal of it was just the universe that it was placed in and the universe was true to the comics so it was all right um but game of thrones has really strong writing elements so that's like a big like it's a big that's a high bar to meet right yeah and um
0: really strong characters
2: yeah and really strong characters and the telltale game is weak in that what they should have done, in my opinion, is they should have gotten a really strong writer to focus on one of the smaller Game of Thrones houses or to focus on like a past event and like flesh out that. What they did instead is they got a weak writer to create a new house in the Game of Thrones universe and they shoehorned characters in so that you get cameos of the Game Uh, of Thrones main characters. uh. So you play... Um, you play a squire for House Forester, and they made up all this random shit to make House Forester seem somewhat important. Yeah. Like, boo, they're the primary suppliers of wood in Westeros. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Their wood Everyone is the woods. highest quality. <laughs> Makes um, perfect sense. Yeah. And we have to like, we have to like, ship it Downwards at extremely high cost from the north because it's the best wood in all of Westeros mm-hmm. But, anyways, you play for the House best Forester. wood, you need the
1: best trees. By the way, yes, <laughs> just wanted to point that out. You need the old, best. old trees, old wood.
2: <laughs> um,
0: Those big, beautiful trees, <laughs> <laughs> the best trees.
2: They basically they just look like the redwood forest, but um,
0: no, they're the best.
1: <laughs> you look like a redwood forest.
2: <gasps> Fuck people, you. people who know about trees,
1: they tell me these are the best trees
2: <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 um, House Forrester has like six kids six kiddos they're like the start kids basically yeah. and they sent like one of these kids to every major plot point in Westeros there's one kid in oh. King's Landing there's one kid in Essos so obviously they're gonna run into like Daenerys there's one kid in the north there's one kid at the wall so like
1: why'd the kid go to the wall was he a bastard
2: no he murdered somebody
1: what mm. a dick
2: yeah but, um you it jumps between perspectives of all these kids, kind of like the show like jumps between perspectives and just like ham fistedly delivers like really phoned in lines from the main characters, yeah, like it's just a vehicle to see characters that you enjoy in what a, a bad, bad way. game
0: conceptually, yeah conceptually, that sounds like total shit,
2: and it's frustrating because in the fashion of all telltale games, no matter or in the fashion of at least walking dead wolf among us was kind of good about not doing this but there's just fucking nothing you can do to have like a satisfying like nice outcome for your characters Oh, really? every time there's like a conflict it's like um do you want to piss these people off or do you want to piss these people off regardless it's not going to matter but there's no way that you can like choose a dialogue option that will make people happy or make you feel like you've accomplished anything yeah because at every turn it's just like fuck you
0: yeah see I don't understand especially because the Game of Thrones story has not finished yet so I don't understand why you wouldn't set it either in a something completely disconnected like another like say like a kingdom way far away from these people or set it in the past um, and really dive into what, cause what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones are kind of like the politics and stuff yeah. and there's, there's especially with a dialogue driven game there's a lot of room there for a cool game where you're kind of navigating the politics of this, this and that, um, where they could have done a standalone story and it would have been Game of Thrones. It would have been meaningful without having to have fucking every child go off to see a new main character of
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, and like, Jesus. Game of Thrones has so much fucking content. Yeah. There was so much material for them to tap into. I have no idea why they felt the need to create That's an entirely the new yeah, house. Is,
0: one of the reasons Game of Thrones is so successful is because George R.R. R. Martin so fucking good at world building
2: it doesn't seem cost effective either because they had to bug like all of the actual actors to come and like voice act oh, do for this they actually do game. the actual acting yeah
0: oh that's almost sad
2: at least the ones that i've seen so far it yeah. makes me very sad I've actually seen um cersei Tyrion, marjorie yeah and they're all voice acted by their actual actors really? or at least i think so yeah is
0: there like are there copious amounts of nudity and violence
2: uh, not yet copious amounts of violence like Within the first 30 minutes, they're just like, this is totally a Game of Thrones game. Yeah. Look how many heads we're crushing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put like maggots in this guy's wound. Like some stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like we killed a child in the first like 15 but minutes. No, like,
0: naked hot fire lady who wants to bang you? Or... No
2: naked hot fire lady. She's
0: she's not a lot hot. No, she's not actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's not.
2: I think she's hot. Mm-hmm. Have, you been, have
0: you been watching Game of Thrones? I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. N- no, I haven't been watching it. Oh. I'm trying to think of a, of a hot character early in the series who's naked a lot.
2: Um, Were you fond of Shay?
0: No. No, no. Yeah, me either. Uh, Just the randoms, I guess. The randoms. You're right. (laughs) The randoms (laughs) randoms were always better than the main characters. (laughs) Why aren't you watching Game of Thrones, by the way? um, Because I have this disease called two children. (laughs) Uh, And I've also... Here's what you should never do. One, committing to watch a show with your significant other is bad enough when you don't have kids. Because then... You know, schedules have to align. And you have to both not be tired and blah blah blah. Fucking never do it when you have kids, because <laughs> you will never watch the Especially show.
2: Especially two young kids. It's <laughs> yeah. not like you can sit down oh, and be yeah. like, Isla, we're gonna watch Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, when I say
0: kids, I mean like you know toddlers and babies. I don't mean like eight-year-olds and thirteen-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, at least them, you can lock them in the room and with a bowl of water and some bread and shit. So let's deal with
1: yourself. <laughs> for, for to, uh, stay alive. Uh, I, I like it right
0: now because they've surpassed the books. That is why I'm excited. Yeah. And I just I just want to go find one of these fuckers who sat next to me uh, uh during the previous seasons like oh you're really going to like what's coming up next. The books are really good. I, the people who read the books and like were always kind of teasing you about oh yeah. I know what's going to happen next. Now I want these fuckers after I'm done watching this, like the ones who have not or not watching because they want to read the books. Yeah. I want to find them. And when they're reading the book, I want to sit next to them. And I want to be over their shoulder. Oh, 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 you're going to like this next part. shit.
2: <laughs> I am presently doing this as a big fuck you to one of my friends in particular. Really? It's like, I don't want to watch the show because I Perfect. need to read the book beforehand. Perfect.
1: I like the show so much better than the book. It is better. It's way better, by the way.
2: Yeah. Well, I read way better. like up to halfway through like the third book. So like I have a little bit of perspective on like how it reads and it's not bad, but it's not the best fantasy book I've ever read. Yeah. Well, it's just close, like just, what everyone says about it. I, I just feel
0: like the pace of the storytelling, even though the pace is fairly slow on the show, the pace of the storytelling and just the characters themselves um play better on the screen.
2: Yeah, you lose a lot of the extended material and you obviously don't get like the internal monologues. But I'm only really interested or personally more interested in the overarching politics anyways. yeah, than like the individual like 10 page long inner monologues right. of characters. And so. that's not to
0: say that the books aren't good, but They're I feel good. like it's a, the story is better told through the TV show.
2: It's kind of like how uh, I've read all the Lord of the Rings books. I like the movies so much more. Yeah. I think it's like, Same. it's a much better medium for those stories Same. because um, token wrote his books like middle earth text. Minus the Hobbit.
0: Actually the Hobbit book is better. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh yes. Yeah, that, that needs <laughs> yeah, to be
0: so Yeah, You're right. Good. Yep. Okay. Well, we've kind of, uh, we've, done our podcast for the day we've done our duty <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening you can uh, find the podcast on iTunes stitcher and all the usual places visit gamers for a blog post and shit like that if you and shit like that it's just shit like that there's yeah. blog posts on there <laughs> all right thank you for listening bye bye bye